Welcome to Patch Notes. I thought we'd do a show. Yeah. Doing Hi, shows John. is good. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, <laughs> sorry. For those of you who don't know, this is uh, Patch Notes. It's the it's the news and views show uh, on No Cartridge. I'm making a little joke because it's been a little while since John and I have talked uh, due to uh, complications on both of our ends and also just the lack of general news. Yeah. I mean, the off-season is becoming kind of bi-weekly, and we're getting about enough news to do it bi-weekly. So. It's, it's, it's weird because I feel like the news is going to come any minute, and um, I don't know, based on coronavirus yeah, stuff we that we'll just talk keep... about today, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, stuff's still going to happen, but there's – I feel like there's going to be a lot less of this, like, pot-boiling interaction industry stuff to talk about. But we can yeah. get to that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know if people like that or not, if that's, like, the, the thing people come here for yeah. or they come here for other stuff. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I think we're probably going to miss out on a lot of industry stuff. I think you're probably – if that's why you're here, you might end up being a little disappointed in the upcoming months for reasons we'll unpack today. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good to be back. It's good to see you. It's good to talk to you again, John. It's yeah. good to hear your, your dulcet tones. As well as you. Well, thank uh, you. Do you want to just start with this coronavirus thing since – Yeah, it's... sure. I've, I've, I've teased it enough. Um so uh, the coronavirus, a uh, a flu-like uh, virus, is is impacting the states uh, now. Uh, here is heard John it, to explain uh, the larger, epidemiology yeah. of it, <laughs> and uh, and also uh, what you can do to help your family not catch the virus. Yeah, so it's a virus that's covered in a thick lipid layer of fats. So what okay. happens is you need to actually wash it with alcohol or soap for a protracted period of time to break through that lipid layer and actually kill the virus itself. Mm. So just, you know, running your hands, hand sanitizer for like five seconds isn't going to do it. You want to wash mm. your hands full, hot, soapy water, get a, give it a good 30 seconds there, and that'll get you there. Now, some people will say that uh, using antibacterial soap or whatever won't do it, but most of that stuff is alcohol-based. And when mm. you use an alcohol-based cleaner, that will get rid of the lipid layer and kill the virus. So you have to do the alcohol layer for thirty seconds too. Or yeah, that... yeah, it's it's the alcohol will do it faster than the soap, but you know, just more, you know, more hand washing for longer. Whenever you go out, whenever you come in, don't touch your face. That's the basic thing. If you're getting this news for the first time from a video game news and views <laughs> podcast, I have good serious gravy. concerns about how much attention you're paying to the world. Yeah, but it's, it's a worth little... saying. I mean, good for you for. Um... For not getting super worried about coronavirus, I yeah. mean, yeah, hey, good work. Um, but the real news we have to share is that it's really screwing up the uh, games convention scene. Yeah, the uh, game dev, uh, GDE, I think it was, got ca- got canceled. Uh, GDC, uh, GDC got canceled. GDC yeah, got canceled. And South um, by Southwest also got canceled, which, which led a, a bunch much of bigger deal. Like that was the tipping point. Well, it also led it led like uh, it led some people to have some funny reactions online. Uh, there was uh, there was Megan McArdle's whole oh, God, uh, the real that thing woman. that's going to happen is uh, frequent flyers will be <laughs> uh, yeah. resetting uh, speech and then also Eric Loomis talked about how uh, South by Southwest getting canceled is disaster capitalism some real oh, some well, real he, great takes all right that that second take there is a decent amount of knock on um, effects from South by Southwest getting canceled for Austin's economy that will lead to disaster capitalism practices, especially around people making rent um, and gentrification. You're right. Uh, people but then again, Eric Loomis to... is, oh, I yeah, mean, as smart sucks. as he is as a writer, he is just a, a – he loses his entire brain on Twitter. Sure. It's very um, strange. But yes, no, I, I barely right know that who one. that is. But yeah, no, I, I don't think – I don't think that, that, that there is a kernel of a correct idea there as to how – a precarity society like ours is going to react to coronavirus, and it's not going to be pretty. Um, not yeah. just and completely aside from just the health impact. I'm not. I'm not as concerned as some people. I'll, I'll be on. I'll be totally honest. I, I think it's going to be a big deal. I think if people will get sick and die. That will definitely happen. And that's not. No, I would never make light of that. But uh, I also am not of the opinion that it will be. You know, cats and dogs living together, chaos in the streets, stuff like that. But is, is Loomis think... a New Yorker writer? Huh? Is Loomis? Is he a uh, New Yorker writer? Or he might write for the New Yorker. I'm not. He might have some articles for it. He's known for his. Uh, he's known for being sort of like a pop economics writer, but okay. like from the left. 
Because um, I, I, I casually like said Davis he sucks, guy. and then I realized I got I might have gotten him confused with a couple of different other Eric's who yeah, who suck. And I don't want to um, be on record saying he sucks without he, knowing he's what I'm like talking a, about. He, he's kind of like a Mike Davis sort of writer. Uh, okay. Uh, but Loomis also is just like a – he has David Simon disease on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So – um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a problem for, for large get togethers and travel, uh, mm-hmm. which I mean, leads us to our point here, which is all the game conventions and pop culture conventions are getting canceled, which, yep. you know, we've talked about in this, on this space before where the, 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 you know, uh, Nintendo directification of, um, of commerce being what it is like, honestly, a lot of this stuff is becoming a bit secondary for the big guns at this yeah. point anyway like sony would just much rather have a sony direct or whatever right mm-hmm. um this will impact indies though quite a bit yeah i mean we we are we did get through pax east without um well we don't we don't know how how much you know coronavirus got spread, spread in because it's, it has a five six day incubation periods and the response from the federal government has been so bad that everyone's going it alone and there's no information out there so you hope that things weren't too bad, but that the response from the industry pulling out, especially the Japanese companies pulling out wholesale from that, sort of presages, I think, how this is going to go. And E3 is one of those things where it's already on its last legs. Absolutely. E3, E3 is not going to be an event much longer. Yeah, and, and this, you know, if they have to cancel this year because of coronavirus, there, there was this also this other story, I think, about, like, a creative partner pulled out. Um, oh, boy. Let me see if I can find that. Not good. Yeah. Um, E3 2020 loses creative director partner. Um, it was a, a group called uh, I Am 8-Bit. That's like I Am. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the, the word, It's like a, the, the sentence, I Am 8-Bit, but all lowercase and one word. Um, and it's not like it's not like a poetry group like I A M B eight bit like an I am. Does, no, it's not Will I Am or anything like that. Um, <laughs> or it might be. I don't know. I don't know who I don't know who these people are. Maybe but they were the, the creative director for. And it, it seems kind of unclear what they're like doing. It's funny like, that this is like we we run a video game podcast. Uh, you and I do. I mm-hmm. run several video game podcasts all under the same banner. Um, I think about video games almost all day now and uh, i've never heard of i am 8-bit yeah i mean i don't think they were they were huge in the field before i mean there are fifty two thousand uh follower count on twitter uh, they've been around for 15 years apparently oh. uh their twitter bio is we create premium tangible things that's it <laughs> That's... Um, they they sound like pop up marketers kind of i, Definitely, I don't know we are. create tangible things is not a that's like that's like uh we we assure you we are humans and not monsters. Like we yeah. we are real. Uh, that's that's very convincing. Uh, so they sound like they do they do they seem comic books and games adjacent. Um, okay, it's, it's, well you know it's possible that we're just uh, yeah we might just not guys. be. I mean it might we might just not know. It's just I I, I do think it's a very funny bio. That's yeah. all. Um, but they've pulled out. Uh, or or they were asked. It's unclear what the relationship there was, but now it's over. Uh, and now. Uh-huh. There's coronavirus rolling in, and I think if you've if you've listened to like the people, we don't send people to E3. Obviously, we're not that kind of organization. Um, <laughs> no, if you right. listen to the game sites that do, um, there's there's already an undertone of them wanting to get the fuck out of E3 before this, um, huh. and that this might be you know E3 isn't actually you know if you they a lot of the people who I've talked to who have gone to it, uh, they say they value the experience they like the friends they see doing production for that show and that floor is a nightmare um, yeah i mean that like i, I I've, I've seen the giant bomb coverage and yeah, like, that too it seems like it seems like they're just like not having fun yeah. uh, and obviously it's not about having fun that's not the that's not the general point of like that's that's the weird thing because when like, you're doing this sort of parasocial branding thing that they that, that, with the content yeah. that they do you you can't actually be miserable on camera <laughs> So, no, and they're not. They do a good yeah, job, no. but like it's oh, also yeah, so, it's clear they're not having fun, and it's clear like if they're not even having fun making the content, and it's like if they're not having fun making the content, it must mean that the content just isn't there. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the they're they're E three at night 
uh, segments have been some of the best content they produced. Oh, okay, so years. that 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 stuff's very fun. But yeah. like the actual like video game content. Yeah, like, no, and like because it's just, it's they've described there. it before, and it's like it mostly it's Jeff and Brad and the senior creatives there, just hitting out these interviews, banging out, bang, 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 bang. We've said this dev, this dev, this dev, this dev, this dev, and they say it's those middle tier devs. Um, yeah. the ones who aren't Sony, the ones who can't afford to do a direct or anything. At this point, I'm kind of just rehashing what they say on their uh, giant bomb, uh, po- the, the, the bombcast. So you right. might want to just go listen to that. No, um, don't tell people to go listen to other podcasts. <laughs> I, I just don't want them to yell at me for stealing their shit. They but won't yell uh, at you. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, not like they listen to this, but um, yeah, no. So the, what Jeff has particularly said is that it's those mid tier, not not the indies who can get a lot of who have a lot less like overhead min maxing going on because it's a, yeah. it's a small project with a dedicated dedicated group of people who sort of keep their heads down put out the game on the timetable the game demands and their lives allow um and then that product comes out but these are the people who can't do a direct but do have office space and marketing budgets and you know licenses for engines that they need to you know so they have a production window they need to hit yeah. Uh, and losing this marketing opportunity, which costs them money, even if they get refunds, you never actually get all the money back. Basically, no, um, no. There's always, there's always something that, stuff. yeah. Um, so this is this is a big deal for those guys. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it's like it's a. Um, I mean, as much as it's kind of like not something I'm going to shed a lot of tears over for, like you know, a massive industry uh, thing closing down, like whatever. But like. There are people who are losing out on an opportunity to actually have like some, you know, some eyeballs on their work. I mean, mm-hmm. this is like you know, there, there's a when when speaking of the giant bob people, when I was talking to Alex Navarro at the live show last, like the last live show I did, he told a story about how he just like wandered, like I forget who it was who he was working with at the time, but the giant bomb was there. I think it was when he was at giant bomb. Might have been when he was uh, at Gamespot, but like in any case. um they were at E3 and like someone had wandered over from the harmonics booth and was like, you mm-hmm. got to see this. And that's how he discovered, you know, a uh, guitar hero. And he I mean, that's like a thing that a can happen. Hmm? Did he work at harmonics for a bit? Uh, he, yeah, he did a little bit at harmonics. Okay. I forget. I don't know what, ex- I forget exactly what he did. I think he helped uh, write and, and program some of the stuff, but yeah, I think he did work at harmonics a little bit. Uh, they let him, they like brought him on board for a while. Um, so there's, I don't know what the order of operations was there clearly, but obviously that was a chance for him to get closer with those people and see those opportunities. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, I mean, to think about something as huge as Guitar Hero uh, existing in that space is a little strange. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you were around when Guitar Hero was huge, I should say, but like that, that's the kind of thing we're talking about where like harmonics was not a, an enormous developer that could not fail. Um, that was like an opportunity for them to get eyeballs on the thing and people were impressed and it created hype. Like that kind of stuff is, um, I mean, it's important for really cool stuff to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a shame that some of it's going to be fighting for space on like, you know, the steam front page now, as opposed to, you know, getting a spot in a playable demo. Yeah. And I mean, I guess there's, there's really just no way to, because 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 it's mostly an industry thing. It's it's like obviously you can just release your trailer to the internet and you can create I guess like aggregator uh, aggregators of those streams and those um, trailers which yeah, we already have. I mean, that's the all. That's like, all well and good. Everything, but yeah, it doesn't but like I mean the experience. Yeah, inevitably, like you're thinking about like there's a game that just came out that I think looks pretty neat called uh, Murder by Numbers. Which is like a, mm-hmm. uh, 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 oh, what's that called? The the number thing. Oh, Picross. It's like a Picross <laughs> murder mystery sort of right. thing, which is neat. Like, I, yeah. I think that sounds fun, and I'll probably play it. But, like, I got an ad for it. I got a targeted ad on, on Twitter about it. I had known about it before, but I got the targeted ad, and I liked I liked the tweet because, you know, I like the I like the game. But even then, I was like, oh, man, this is, like, targeting me with advertising. That's annoying. And it's a game I am interested in. So, like, I can only imagine how difficult it is to find places where people will be excited to see like your, your trailer as an ad. Like you want them to get there and be excited about it. You don't want them to look at it and have to be convinced into watching a commercial. Yeah, pretty much. Um, It's everything having to go through a couple separate big media pipes 
is uh, I mean it, they sort of had to before most of the stuff that we the unwashed got from E3 was were these trailers. Um, yeah, right. But at least they were like they were presented in news coverage, not through um, advertising algorithms. But you don't get great click numbers and turnover from that. No, not really. And it's it's a drag. It's just a drag. So we'll hope. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see E three bounce back a little bit or something take its place. Um, but this year it looks like it's going to be mostly a wash because you know even if it, there's no way it happens. I mean, no, it's, not this year. It's, Absolutely, it's going to get canceled. I mean, it hasn't yet. And if they go through with it, they're going to. It's insane. I mean, Coachella is now talking about uh, do we need to cancel this? And I think they're going to end up canceling too. Oh, they will. Like, I've been yeah. to Coachella. It is like it is not a place you actually want to be. Um, wait, Coachella is the one. Is Coachella the one in California or Chicago? Yeah, so. uh, California. Okay, sure. I have. I then I haven't been to that one. I've been to the one. I've been to Lollapalooza, right? Which is in um Chicago. That sounds right. Um, uh. And that is uh, – any of those festivals are just, like, disease factories. Um, it totally makes sense to cancel those, and uh, it sucks. Like, a lot of people lose a lot of money, but, like, these places will – I mean, it's just going to happen. Um, and I, even even if, for whatever reason, like, I, you know, my my kind of thinking of, like, oh, you know, certainly this will never, ha- never happen or whatever, like, you know, my silly uh, head-in-the-sand kind of approach is true um, – the Japanese devs won't be coming because they're dealing with COVID. Uh, the, you know, like travel uh, across country and across the ocean is going to be a problem for a while. And that mm-hmm. means E3 and video game conventions are going to be a problem for a while. Yep. It just, if only because other countries are taking this a lot more seriously than we are. Yeah. 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 Cause we we're way cooler. Um, we're in the middle of the fucking reason, around right? and finding out. Uh, yeah. That's virus. right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the virus can't mess with me. I'm an American. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's, enjoy. You know, what, place your bets now as to which one of us passes away from coronavirus. Uh, the answer will surprise you. Um, but yeah, real drag. Uh, something that's less of a drag. Uh, the Last of Us. Well, maybe the Last of Us is becoming an HBO series. Yeah, that's. Uh, kind of, I mean, that's that's more of a drag in the traditional sense. I, I'm not put out or anything by this it's it's really kind of like value neutral to me but it's weird because it got long the last of us was basically a a mediocre competent summer blockbuster that got ported into the game space and because of the relative paucity yeah uh, yeah, 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 of, yeah of that kind of content delivered with that kind of professionalism uh, was hailed as like a genre-defined classic. No, it was just a zombie film. Like yeah. it was a, and it wasn't a great zombie film in the in the tapestry of zombie films. It was fine. Um, yeah, it was fine. I, I played it once, and I, I don't think I'll ever feel the need to play it again. Um, I have far harsher words for what I've seen so far of The Last of Us Two, which feels completely unnecessary in concept and looks completely exploitative in execution. But I don't think uh, The Last of Us One, even with that. Ellie sequence with Nolan North's character. I don't think it ever actually crossed any boundaries that, um, you know, weren't already a part of that genre. Like, um, this is spoilers for The Last of Us 1, of course. Uh, the part where they have to kill the black How kid, dare you? Uh, the, the black father and his son, mm-hmm. um, and the kid gets bitten and he turns, uh, and, you know, the, the boy has to be put down. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's standard genre fare. Like that's yeah. that's yeah, it was handled well, it was executed well, it was paced well, but that's just that's just how this how this genre works, um, right? Yeah, 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 and especially the trust disparity with Joel's choice at the end and how it affects Ellie. That's how this genre works. Um, it's it's a it's a very misanthropic genre, and honestly, th- that game wasn't all that misanthropic. Um, like the choice at the end was fucked up. Joel's you know. A, a, you know, a bad person. There was stuff to discuss there, but it wasn't. You know, you don't you don't talk about it. The, you don't talk about this the way we talk about Twenty Eight Days Later. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not genre defining. And like, I think you know, this is this is a this is a reaction to both. You know, the fact that The Last of Us is beloved uh, by uh, a segment of of gamers and people, and also the fact that The Walking Dead did so well. The Walking I mean, Dead did they, so well, and I I'm not sure what the timeline on discussions was. With this, mm. how long this has been in the works before it was reported, but this is suspiciously close to coming out after 
the reported success of The Witcher on Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, so, That's interesting. I, and yeah. I feel like I feel like The Witcher show hitting as hard as it did, doing as well as it did, and hitting a feedback loop back into game sales has sort of hit the spurs on a lot of these projects that were already in discussion, right? Like, mm. obviously, the, so we, the, uh, there was announced a while ago that Sony was putting together this development arm of their uh, studio. We talked about it, I believe, on a previous patch. Yeah, we episode. did. And The Last of Us was supposed to be a movie, and yeah. this is replacing that movie. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, there was something, you know, something was in the works, but as soon as maybe, uh, as soon as, and Castlevania at Netflix is doing very well as well. Um, True. So, it, you know, there interviewed, might be... Interviewed the producer on this very show. I, I am getting into season three right now. Uh, it's a little bit Warren Ellis, but, you know, I have enough nostalgia for Warren Ellis that I can respect his ticks maybe a little bit more than I can respect <laughs> Joss Whedon's, let's say. Um, did Warren Ellis write this season? I'm not sure if he did, but it, it feels very Ellis. Um, okay. I, I'd have to actually check the uh, the the scripts. Uh, it, it maybe feels a bit too Ellis, which might be people trying to ape his style. Um, oh yeah, that that can. Yeah. I mean, at, 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 at the the one good thing about that is it will be at least like boring, as, as opposed to like Ellis can you know at his worst can be worse than boring. Yeah. Um. There there are a lot of fights though, so that's fun. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. It, ha- it clearly has a high budget. Um. But no, yeah, the the success of some of these uh, video game projects maybe is, you know, we might be seeing a lot more beyond The Last of Us, and uh, I want to say there was another project, Resident Evil. They've been teasing a Resident mm-hmm. Evil show yeah, yeah. Uh, recently. So uh, I, I don't think The Last of Us is going to be the last of those projects uh, to come. And that no, said, I have I, no I interest in so. watching it. <laughs> no, I mean, it, to me, it's going to be it's going to be another Watchmen. Like I, I truly, I, I could care less. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, why, why? Why would I ever watch it? It's know? one of those things. I'll I'll keep tabs on it. I might make fun of it on Twitter a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. But it, and you know, maybe I'll watch if if the reaction is overwhelmingly positive, I'll watch it. But you know, it's it's Watchmen was already in a genre that I actually liked, and I, I couldn't get through more than <laughs> and two you didn't or three watch it right that. Um, I don't. I, I do not. I do not actually like the zombie genre. Uh, I don't like post-apocalyptic survival. Uh, I think it's oh, mean go. and occasionally fascist. Uh, more than occasionally fascist, but The Last of Us isn't doesn't fall into those problems as far as uh, as far as the first game went. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Walking Dead definitely did, um, not The Last of Us. But uh, you know, I just yeah. so I just found it boring. Um, but yeah, I'll check it out if it gets rave reviews. But beyond that, you know, this just seems like another indication of where these IPs are going in their use now that um, some people have. You know, showed you know the the Witcher people are have to like legally pretend that you know they just decided to adapt the books on their own and has nothing to do with these video games, so they can avoid <laughs> giving the video game people money. We all know that's bullshit. Oh uh, uh, sure, yeah. Of so uh, yes. as people continue to prove that these adaptations um, can be done, as long as you you know put a modicum of respect and uh, flexibility effort. and effort, yeah, uh, but importantly flexibility for the IP into what you do, uh, which is in especially for Castlevania. Uh, I want to say I read an article. Warren Ellis didn't know anything about Castlevania when okay. he was asked to write the first season. Hmm. So what they did was the uh, the producers, uh, I guess we, one of you interviewed, uh, were huge Castlevania fans, right? Yes. So what they did yes, is they had yes. Ellis just write the damn script. You know, do whatever you want with these characters. One of them's named Alucard. One of them's named Trevor Belmont. Uh, I think Sifa is an original character. You've got Dracula in there, whatever. All the video game touches were added uh, as visuals or uh, parts of storyboards. So you've got, um, like, the the mirrors and the hedrons that are the save and the travel points from um, Uh Shadows of... uh, Symphony of the, the Night. Night. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you've got a lot of, you've got platforming, and you've got Trevor opening up a secret wall uh, to find right. a treasure chest behind it. You know, stuff that people, and, and the design of the castle is clearly such that you could flip it upside down if you wanted, because it's got uh, spires pointing towards the ground. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, people recognize that watching, and they go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, which is really all you need in, as far as the video game touches go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that's kind of the genius of those shows is that they realized, oh, yeah, in terms of adaptation, like, the thing that people liked best in any video game movie was the point where it was the first-person shooter real quickly in that weird Doom movie. Oh, that Doom movie that, that, that was, like, liked. a bad mashup of Alien and Predator? 
Yeah, no um, one liked it except for that first person sequence where they're like, "Oh, cool, first person sequence." This reminds me of Doom. And that it's also like, well, that. What if we write? Wasn't great. <laughs> I, I just liked that sequence intensely. Uh, then oh, they did. But, uh, they did like, made an entire movie out of it with uh, Hardcore Henry or whatever it was called. Oh yeah, God, that movie. Um, but like, yeah, like the. I mean, they just basically got the idea of like, well, people talked about and remembered that sequence. What if we just wrote a good script and threw those sequences in? Yeah, yeah that's what it is. You know, uh, we hate movies. Another podcast uh, did a Doom episode recently and they made a, a decent point on there which is that doom 2005 marks like the last time that you ever saw the rock do even like a slightly villainous character mm-hmm. like and and because that guy the, the the character the rock plays in i, I hope this no one's gonna be mad if i spoil doom 2005 uh he ends up the villain um one of the things about Doom 2005 setup is that, like, if you get the pathogens and you're a good person, they either just kill you and you don't turn, or in Carbon, uh, Carl Urban's character's case, he gets, like, superpowers. He gets, like, the berserk pack right. for the entire time. He becomes the Doom Marine. But if you're a yeah. bad person, you become a demon. Um, huh. And The Rock is a... The Rock's character starts out like a... Like, sort of like a, a normal Rock character, just a cool-in-command, gruff sergeant, but who still smiles a lot and makes jokes... And stuff like that, and gradually, yeah. not very well, but because it's a bad movie, but gradually, you know, reveals his dark side <laughs> as he executes scientists and, you know, puts the mission above, you know, decency and, you know, his and his his uh, his squad, and eventually at the end, yeah. uh, he, you know, he um he turns into like a a sergeant demon or whatever, and like um drops an, the one f bomb that it was allowed to have because I think it was PG thirteen, um. And, I think that was in his contract that he got to drop the one. Yeah, I think so. And you know, and then he and Carl Urban fight, and Carl Urban wins, and they try they laughably set up a Doom Two sequel that never happened. Oh, um, well. In any case, the um, like I think that that like that script is the problem, right? Where like the script just sucks. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not something you'd want. Like there are elements in it where you're like, oh, that might be cool in another movie, but not in a Doom movie, and then. You got the Doom elements that people remember, and that's all they remember. I think someone just noticed, like, okay, well, we can make we can make profitable video game stuff if we just like flip this around and focus on adding those things after the fact because they're really easy to add. And then you know, then uh, what we do then afterwards is we just kind of like have a uh, we have a competent person write the script. And so, like, yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that a ton of people are now seeing this working mm-hmm. and are saying, well, yeah, we got video game properties you know for days why don't we just like make money off of those yeah castlevania of course was helped by the fact that the uh plot of those games is the belmont family kill vampires you are a belmont kill a vampire and that's it there's there was a lot of space for warren ellis to work in there was also i i don't know if you remember but uh in in the game it was also a horrible night to have a curse yes it was which um i feel like they did a good job uh explaining that in fact it was a terrible night to have a curse um, uh, I saw relatively few complaints. Maybe these happened when it came out. Um, but I saw relatively few complaints, uh, when I went back to watch it recently, because I watched it in preparation for season three dropping. Really, I liked the mm-hmm. Castlevania show a lot. Um, more than a little bit bloody and gory, um, in ways it doesn't need to be, but it is stylistically, that's just how it's going to be. Um, I think that, I think it was helped by the fact that, and I might have the timeline off here, so please let me know if I do. Uh, but I think it was helped by the fact that Devil and Crybaby came out around the same time. Yep, that that makes um, a certain amount of sense. Yeah, and so like I mean, people were watching Devil May Crybaby, and it was like, oh yeah, this is this is much much more violent. Yeah, uh, it, the violence in Castlevania is actually really kind of beautiful in it, the way it's scripting mm-hmm. and its choreography, but it is very intense uh, if that's not your thing. Um, but no, yeah, the uh, the Castlevania. Where was I going with this? Right. Oh, the when the show came out, I'm assuming people complained that uh, Dracula didn't drop his iconic, like hu- humans are what is a human but a miserly pile of secrets or whatever line. Oh yeah, what is a human but a pile of secrets? Yeah, yeah right, right. What is it? Well, no, I'm sorry. What is a man but a pile right. of secrets? Um, in in the uh, in the show, but instead he was you know written competently. Uh, because those no, that's a of... good line. That's a good line. Well, it's also a mistranslation. The actual line kind of you know sucks because um, well, they retranslated trans- that game for the handheld and put in the new script, and everybody hated it because it was you know huh. translated uh, quote unquote properly instead of 
um, by someone like, who sort of you know did did the work a little different. Yeah, well, uh, took some liberties. Took some liberties. Let's say yeah. Um, because yeah. getting it exactly correct doesn't mean getting it with the same spirit, obviously. And uh, there were there was a right. chunky uh, comedic aspect to that PS One uh, translation that everyone loved. What you're telling me there was a chunky comedic aspect to a PS One translation? Yeah. I, I I can't believe it. Yeah. Next, you'll tell me that there were some lazy PS2 translations. Speaking of um, games that are beloved because of their uh, not quite objectively top uh, top quality uh, translation, uh, the FF7 remake demo is out. (laughs) Uh, Have you played through that? I haven't played the demo yet. Uh, Um, I find myself like not. And I, I'll get there, I'm sure. Like I, you know, I I like Final Fantasy games. Like I, I'm on record as saying I like Final Fantasy games. I've certainly played my share of them, um, but I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not that excited about this yet. No, I'm just not there yet. I liked it a lot. Uh, the demo, it's uh, the especially the combat. Uh, it feels a lot like combat. Combat is the Final Fantasy 15's, uh It's it's system, right? it, it's that. Uh, it, it's sort of like that. Uh, it, more, it feels like. Kingdom Hearts decided to take its battle system seriously. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's a That's lot nice. less mashy and a lot more tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's it's odd. There's three difficulties. There's easy, regular, uh, easy, normal. Which normal is what you should play it on. Um, the boss, the, the the demo is that first iconic chunk of uh, Midgar, the very beginning of the game, right? Like, sure. The reactor. So obviously there's that spider uh, boss mech. That jumps down yeah. and you have to fuck him up, um, and that is a very long fight in this demo. In fact, if it was, if this was the regular game, I think you know I'd hope the QA guys would bring the results back to the devs and say you need to chop off maybe twenty percent, fifteen to twenty percent of this thing's health. Uh, but <laughs> as a capstone to a demo, uh, it was quite effective at showing what you need to do. Uh, what what this game's gonna be going for in terms of uh, multiple stage boss fights, positioning, uh, using uh, enemies' weak spots and elemental weaknesses against them, um, mm. switching party members so that when he's far away, you're using Barrett because Barrett has the gun, and when he's yeah. close and running around on the floor with you, you're using Cloud because he has a sword. Um, you know, being able to manage your health on the fly. Uh, being able to manage your MP on the fly. Uh, items, uh, w- the way it works, uh, similar to Final Fantasy XV in this regard, and I think Kingdom Hearts in this regard too, is uh, you perform mm-hmm. basic actions such as attacking, dodging, or blocking uh, to build your ATB bar. Um, and you get, hmm. you, you can get two, you get two uses of that by default uh, at level one, or whatever level okay. the, the demo's at. Uh, and you can bank these, and each one of those represents a ability you can do. They've sort of moved some of the limit breaks uh, into this abilities section. So uh, Braver is now a basic ability that Cloud can. I oh, think, okay. I, th- I think Braver was a limit break in the original. Braver was. Yeah. I, Braver was the first. Was the limit. Very first limit break. So now it's it's a basic ability that you can do once you have one ATB bar. Uh, now you can okay. also spend. You have to spend a bar to use any of your spells in addition to the mana cost of that spell. And you have to spend a bar to use an item. This will put you in a situation Ooh. where if you're not paying attention to your health, you can be in a situation where you realize you need to heal, but you don't have the ability to heal because you have to be, you know, do more hitting, do more blocking or dodging to get that ATB bar to use the potion. So at that point, you either have Ooh. to move to your other characters and have them, if they've got an ATB bar free, heal your um, heal your hurt character or get good at the game. And learn to pay attention to your health along with your ATB bar and never let your health get so low while you're in a uh, a dodging or a running around segment of the boss fight that you're left in a situation where you can't heal. I mean, it sounds it sounds clever in the way that like um, that uh, uh, Final Fantasy seven felt clever when it came out, which is that like you get these new it's it's very similar to the games, you know, right? Like it's. It is. It is a JRPG. Well, Final Fantasy VII was anyway. The, the first one was a JRPG in in many classical ways. But also, when you were given limit breaks and you were given materia and you were like all all this stuff added to the game made it 
much different. It felt different. And that was one of the reasons I think it's, you know, stood the test of time in terms of people really caring about it is that those, those systems made the game feel different. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, this is a good sign for this game since, you know, the stuff you're describing is going to make Final Fantasy VII feel different. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it will, I mean, there, a lot of this game is going to make Final Fantasy VII feel different. Um, just to get back to the uh, to the difficulty mode, for instance, they have a classic difficulty. And you, you hear the word classic, you might say, oh, is this the turn-based way, like, that you play this game where, you, mm-hmm. you know, Cloud and Barrett line up across from the enemies and you exchange blows one for one and eventually you get, you know, uh, your limit bar up and you do your limit break. No. It's the same game, the same play style, but it sort of plays the action parts for you. Um, Hmm. Does it worse than you would do if you were playing it uh, normally? And it leaves it for you to just uh, spend those ATB bars when they get earned. So you get to decide when oh, okay. Braver happens or when Fire happens or when an item is spent. But you don't have to run around doing character action. Oh, that's, yeah, very similar to a JRPG except sort of a different perspective on it. Yeah. Uh, now they have to also bring the difficulty down to easy because if you, they keep the enemy difficulty on normal, you're going to get eaten alive. Because <laughs> well, yeah, of course, because the, 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 yeah. the computer doesn't play as well as yeah. you do. Then. Uh, and the computer has no idea what positioning is, basically, uh, as okay. far as friendly AI goes. Um, I mean, it's, there's some hard-coded points where your guy, your AI buddies will respect, um, like, if a death laser, a plot death laser is going to... There, there's, a, there's a point where um, the spider monster starts charging up a laser to shoot you, and sh- it shooting you mm-hmm. is basically a one-hit kill. It's not actually a one-hit kill, yeah. but in, in practice it is. Uh, and you have to get behind these debris barriers that fall. Um, and... At that point, your AI buddy will run behind the debris barrier and hang out there until the danger is passed. Um, but otherwise, mm. it, it doesn't do a great job of avoiding um, you know, close burst attacks that are centered on the target of the enemy because they just run in there and hit. Uh, they don't seem to do a great job of avoiding like placement nukes. Like If they fire a missile out and suddenly uh, eight circles light, light up on the map, the AI doesn't do the greatest job in the world of avoiding those circles. Um, right. Okay. Which you know you'd expect. Um, that sort of stuff. That sort of perfect programming just isn't how this works. Both from a difficulty of programming perspective, and that's not how they want it to work. They don't want you to have perfect AI buddies. They want you to have to switch around position and do all that stuff yourself. Um, okay. Got it. Got so, it. So, and, there, and there's other. I I really like the segment we saw, which is fate, almost one to one with the. Um, the original game, there's a lot more foreshadowing in there. Like they mentioned Tifa's name in this in this opening session, oh. which I don't think I, she was cool. never mentioned up until she actually showed up at the bar um, in the first game in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the, like, there's an extended flashback. Well, it's weird because the some of the um, sites that got to go to um, a press uh, event. Um, and play like three hours of the game uh, in various sections. Uh, Giant Bomb, for instance, recorded um, basically this what, what constitutes this entire demo. Um, and they did that, okay. I want to say they did that in late February. We got this demo um, just earlier this week. So there, there's only, there hasn't been that much time between when they recorded and when this demo dropped. And there are actual differences between the editing of the cutscenes in those two versions. Oh, wow. Which is... For a game that's coming out April 10th, if you don't have final editorial set, if, like if Nomura or whoever is still messing with the editorial uh, cuts on the cutscenes in the first 50 minutes of the game, this this is a project that sounds like it's coming in hot. Um, yeah, very hot. Yes, yeah. I would say so. Uh, and we still I mean better for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. we still don't really know how long it's going to be. It's priced like a full price game. We know when it's going to end, which is it ends with the. Uh, uh, leaving Midgar. It ends with the. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh, want to actually I, say I it, it. Um, because. Oh, yeah, it's weird. Like of I, I know we. Do, for Final <laughs> yeah, it's weird because there are people who are coming to this uh, for the first time. Like it's been so long that there are people who haven't played this game and don't know about that one moment. All right, uh, which all right. is no, fair enough. which is bizarre, but you know that's what it is. And I kind of, I kind of wonder if what they're going to mess with plot wise because they're going to have a. Lot oh, I mean, of space I, I hope a lot. Yeah. Because as as I've said on this podcast, I don't think the plot's very good. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, and then this has caused some no no end of controversy for me, but I'll stay. I'll say I hope they fix the plot. That would be great. I mean, they're gonna have to do a lot more, um, like vamping. You know, just uh, yeah. Here's more side quests. Here's more Midgard content. They're gonna have to do a lot more with Shinra and the Turks. Um, yeah, I can't wait to know more about Rena. Yeah, great. I mean, if, are you ready for the Don Cornea section to be three hours instead of forty minutes? No. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, not ready for them to have included it. I mean, to, if you're going to make this game this length, you really can't cut content. <laughs> like no, you don't you have enough can't. content as it is. Like, and Midgar was already <sighs> kind of a bit too long. Uh, yeah, they probably should have yeah. gotten you out into that open world sooner. Um, but yeah, I just have no idea how much of the story is going to take place now before the open world part, or if, when they do Final Fantasy Remake 2 and 3, if there even will be an open world part, because a lot of the people who played this reported that it doesn't, that there isn't, like, an open world in Midgar. Midgar still remains fairly linear, uh, which it was in the original game. Uh, Midgar was extremely yes, linear yes. Uh, in Final Fantasy 7. Um, if it's, th- it can't, it can't be 30 hours of linear boutique material, can it? I mean, I mean, honestly, that would be kind of cool. It would. I mean, if it was like this, un- like like uh, the uncharted version or whatever of Final Fantasy VII's first five hours, um, I would be kind of that would be kind of, I don't know, that would kind of roll. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hope it's that, but I I, I doubt it. Yeah. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure I'm sure they'll take some things and make them open worldy or something like that. Like, I mean, it's it's. We'll see. I mean, if it is that, it'll be a really really remarkable game. Yeah, uh, and like totally something uh unique and interesting to see I've, but uh, i mean it'll it'll still be remarkable regardless people will want to play it and, and i'm sure i will play it as well um i don't know it's just it's just a i don't know i'm 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 working up my um i'm working up my enthusiasm i'll say that yeah i mean and you know it's only a month out so we'll know pretty sure pretty soon what's up with it what else we got here uh, um, oh, uh, Wonderful 101. Yeah, uh, they had a $50,000 Kickstarter goal uh, for bringing that a remaster of that game to the Nintendo Switch. And uh, how much money did that Kickstarter make, Trev? Uh, it made $2.2 million. I believe that is more than 50000 So uh, it's, it's a little more, yeah. They're going to be porting that to basically every console in existence. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to get PlayStation 5 and new Xbox. Um does anyone really remember? Do you yeah, remember what the new Xbox gets, name is? is? The Xbox Series X. Uh, Everyone, that sounds right. Yeah, I, I just call it the new Xbox. Um, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it at um, when I when I was like grudgingly watching some of the Game Awards when they okay. announced yeah, it. Yeah, it, 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 um, that was a weird product placement because it didn't actually like make it do anything. You just got to see the well, physical was, <laughs> case. Yeah, of it. and it. It had like that, like that, that strange um, Alan Watts style like uh, narration over it, where it was like, where it made it sound like it was some sort of new concept as opposed to just a new video. It was very strange. Yeah. It was. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say not effective. Yeah. Um. It, it looks like a weird. But yeah, I'm excited. People really like this game. Yeah. I've I've never played it, but uh, but it's, it's Camille, right? Is yeah, yeah. Kamiya it's Kamiya uh, game, uh, he's, he's announced game? another game. This game. Uh, so he has like this this idea that he has a trilogy of these games. Beautiful Joe mm-hmm. was based off Common Rider, I believe. Uh, yeah, this game, sense. Wonderful One Hundred and One, is based off Sentai stuff. Um, okay. You know, for those who don't know what that is, it's uh, the shows, the, the Japanese uh, shows for young boys, young men, uh, that the Power Rangers took all their B-roll from. Um, those sort of things. Yeah, so you've got th- they're good. Yeah, oh, they're, they're, they're very you can, good. If you go on, like, look up, there's a Twitter account that has, like, random Sentai uh, clips, and they're they're all excellent. Yeah. And so he, he's announced a third game that's taking on the Ultraman um, concept, which is a of a masked hero who grows to the size of Godzilla and punches Godzilla in the mouth, that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's yeah, there's sure. also Twitter accounts for that group of of uh, movies where you can see Ultraman getting, like, crucified on the moon or something because uh, Japan just has this, has this, has a understandably antagonistic relationship with Christianity. 
Um, I can't believe it. Yeah, you know, really strange. Uh, after all the all the stuff that uh, the Catholic Church has done to win the hearts and minds of people the world over, odd um, <laughs> uh, that they that unfortunately our new sponsor is the Catholic Church. No, so I'm going to no, have to ask I mean, you right, to only if I could talk to keep Pope, it light. Pope Francis. Um, oh yeah, no, he's their next guest. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to play those games. I like I I hope there's a beautiful Joe remake uh, remaster coming soon. Yeah, I, I mean um, I, I feel like cool. the rights to that are all that was a neat game. The rights to that are all mixed up somewhere because we should have gotten mm. a remaster by now. It's a great game. Yeah, it's a really good game. Uh, really hard. Um, that was what? Yeah, it was one of the games I I played most on my on my GameCube. That Nicaruga, they were both fantastic games yeah uh, ikaruga you can get anywhere at this point so you know justice prevails sometimes but uh but yeah no uh definitely excited to play wonderful one-on-one that's gonna be cool yeah and this is all of course part of like platinum games's new glow up now that they've got some big investment from tencent um did you see that uh Kamiya blocked platinum games on twitter that's his thing made fun yeah. of him. it's <laughs> like funny his, though it, it, i know it's his thing and i know it's like a say the line part yeah. sort of thing but like i still thought it was funny when he like he blocked his own company that was neat yeah um yeah so the 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 ultraman project is called project gg right now uh and apparently they're opening a mm-hmm. new sto- a new studio in tokyo to develop that so they're just oh, okay. they're making moves cool which is nice. good to hear. They're one of my favorite. Well, developers. platinum games are are always fantastic. I like I like them All a right, lot. Not always. I've... They did some they did some licensed stuff like for the Legend of Korra and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was very clearly all right. We're here to get a paycheck. Um, but beyond that, yeah. But I mean, the stuff they yeah, care the stuff about they it's care like about pretty really clearly good. care about it. I mean, Nier Automata is still an all timer. Yep. Um, as is Bayonetta, and I mean, there's so many. But uh, in, in any case, uh. Speaking of all timers, uh, there's a there's a sequel to one coming out, um, new Amnesia game coming out. I have actually never played any of the Amnesia games. I I have, uh, I have the one installed on my computer, like the 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 first one, uh, ready to play at some point, and I will get to it someday. But I've never played them. I know they're supposed to be very scary. They are. Uh, I've played a little bit of Dark Descent. I played a little bit of uh, A Machine for Pigs. Uh, I've watched a lot more of Machine. For, I've watched almost all of a Machine for Pigs, which is a thematically it's a takedown of industrialized, uh, it just industrialism in general, but um, co- uh, industrial consumption and uh, what the industrial revolution has done to both uh, Britain and us humans in the entire world. Um, mm-hmm. It's also filled with terrifying, like half man, half pig creatures that you can ba- you, you only get barely glimpses of uh, as you move through this um, like old. I don't know the actual period. I guess it's Edwardian is the is that oh, that point okay. in time of this this like this hideous m- machine factory that extends below the earth and grows increasingly convoluted uh, and is just fed by and and moved by these hideous like uh streams of like pork and uh gristle and yeah. you know and and you know awful uh the the the, the trash meat gross it, it's an extremely gross yeah, 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 um so where as dark descent from what little i played of it it happens in like a a castle somewhere um and uh, a machine for pigs happens in this uh manor house turned in that turns into a factory um on site the this game mm-hmm. appears to happen in uh it says it happens in the algerian desert which does not seem like it's conducive for a dark moody game but i'm assuming we're going to be playing it mostly <laughs> well at it night. could be yeah i'm assuming whenever it is daytime we will be inside a cave or something and whenever we're outside it'll be nighttime yeah. um and it, it, a lot of it it looks like sort of like it had indiana jones um or, or that's a sort of like adventure uh, trappings that sort that um, all three of these games have had. I think the idea of um, a Western British adventurer going out doing acquisitorial archaeology and colonialism uh, and coming back with something that destroys them. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's always it's the it's the good version of the mummy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, where, like, that'd be a, that's all, be something. The, the, the terrible deeds you have done have uh, have cursed you forever. Yeah, and in the trailer, there's a minute long trailer that's out there, and it's mostly just you know short chops of your character you moving through an environment in first person. 
Um, there's there's mm-hmm. scenes of like this stuff that looks yeah it looks kind of like Hellraiser sort of with the the weird Mike Faye is very methodic. scared of playing it yeah <laughs> uh, and you know with he's, spikes he's so and scared. traps and uh, weird blue clothes and hideous architectures in the sands mm-hmm. um, so you know yeah I look forward to watching someone else play that game because <laughs> I'm not sure I can handle it either. I- I might, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in playing it at some point soon. I, I, I don't know, like I, I think, I think it could be fun. Um, and I'm willing, I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to, to be brave. But, uh, but at some point, not, not anytime terribly soon, because I got a lot to do. Yep. Uh, and the game's not even out yep. yet, so why, why worry about it I think yet? It's a fall release, uh, like but that. it is exciting. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. Um, it, it is like, it is kind of fun though that they're making a new amnesia game. That's uh it's always nice to see like an IP that has kind of fallen out of uh, popular imagination pop up again. That's that's a cool feeling. Yep. So we've gotten to the part of the show, John. What have you been playing? I've been actually on a couple different games this week, mainly just because I can't settle down on any one thing, which doesn't say great things about them, I guess. You can't settle down. Um, so I for over at Goonhammer.com, uh, I've talked about this before. I excuse me. I uh, I review video games for them once a week. They're not always Warhammer 40, uh, 40k video games. Uh, I've reviewed a couple games I've talked about in here that weren't uh, Warhammer games at all over there. But I'm reviewing the Warhammer 40k uh, 4x entry, which is the uh, mm-hmm. Gladius game. Um, okay. And Warhammer 40k is not an IP that lends itself to a 4x. Um, I, I can't imagine it, it is. Imagine, no. like, Civilization Six's combat, but that's what the game is entirely. Um, there's no diplomacy. There's no terraforming. There's no wonders. Uh, there's base building, but all the base building is in service of uh, making or, uh, military units. Um, oh, that sounds awful. You know, there's... Uh, it, it's sort of like if, if all the game was that period in time at the beginning of a Civ game where barbarians are roaming around... Uh, because there, there's just mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of neutral uh, enemies running around the map, which uh, make it so, of course, that you can't actually fight the enemy, um, I won't say civilizations, factions, uh, until you've done a whole lot of clearing out the neutrals, um, which has bad mechanical interactions, such that like the neutrals favor attacking you, so oh. <laughs> the other empires just sort of get to build their forces... And as soon as you've used up a lot of resources and time clearing out these neutrals, then suddenly you run into this beefed up, um, you know, Necron uh, faction that just, you know, bum rushes you with a bunch of units. Uh, <laughs> that sounds it's, fun. Yeah, and, and, it, it, and like everything Games Workshop does, uh, it just costs so much money. Um, I think the base game right now is, is, 50, is $50 uh, if you want to buy a bundle for it um, to get all of the content they've released with some discounts built into there, I want to say the Steam Bundle right now is running $85 for a game Jeez. that I honestly would not say you should pay more than $25 for. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. They did release a new expansion, the Tau expansion, um, this week. The Tau expansion is, to be fair, the best experience the game has offered so far because the Tau can recruit some of these wildlife neutrals, the barbarian analogs, and bring them on side for mm-hmm. you. So that eases up that specific uh, pressure point in terms of how you develop the game. Yeah. But that's only one faction. Like, it's, the Space Marines still have to go out and kill all those guys. You know, the the the, the Chaos, so does Chaos, so do the Orcs, all those guys. Um, so I've been playing that uh, for work, basically. I will not be playing it now that I've completed my review for it, for work. Uh, and for fun, I've been playing Path of Exile since the new season of Path of Exile I believe drops. How is it's, the new it's, season? It's, it's out on the thirteenth, I believe. Um, it's okay. been a couple days right, since cool. I've checked in on it, but there's a timer ticking down um, to win. Uh, why can't I remember what this new season is called? It's like betrayal or something. Um, delirium. Path of Exile Delirium mm. is, the, is the new season. Um, and that, that cool. drops, you know, in a couple days. Um, but, you know, I've just been getting okay. back into it because I love that genre. Uh, and uh, Will yeah. Sen left a bad taste, taste in my mouth. 
Well, yeah. I mean, Wolfson seemed like uh, just a nightmare game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, like, seemed to be uh, put in a package that you would enjoy and uh, just ended up being quite bad. Yep. Um, and then also I've reinstalled Division 2 since a buddy gave me the money to buy the expansion because he wants me to suffer with him. Um, ah, well. Yeah, a, a buddy of mine uh, also wanted me to play the the division and it was uh three dollars at the yep. time so i just bought it. um and yeah. that's i haven't played any of the expansion stuff yet because there's a new level cap and i want to hit the level cap before i do the expansion content with him it's the division uh everything yeah. still has yeah. like six uh 30 percent too much health um and grinds about 30 percent too long but it has the best cover-based ai group ai i've ever seen in one of these video games um and it's even when you're – I made the mistake of playing this Kenley College area, area which was a free-to-play – well, free additional content, season content that was put into the game. And I should have known because it was free that it was going to be, like, masochistically Bad. difficult and hard. Sure. Uh, and it just does not seem like you can do it single-player balance-wise. But even then, like, the, the way that that game's enemies think about tactics is just so good, even if it is obviously just a bunch of scripts. Yeah, um, they've they've got some. No, I mean it makes there. sense. Like, there's a reason people like that game. It's not, and it's not because of like the loot. It, cause no, the, the loot. They revamped the loot system, and it's still unsatisfying. aggravating. Um, yeah, it just seems like unfun yeah, entirely. Um, they've they've yeah. never been able to hit on that. Uh, the new system is at least a lot simpler. Um, they've really pared down the bonuses that you can get, and it appears that you seem that because the the systems aren't actually very well explained in the game, but it seems that the more you use a weapon, the more the bonus that you have attached to it increases to a certain level. So it's like a familiarity bonus um, at some point, um, which is nice. I mean, it encourages yeah. you to stick with some stuff, but um, it's still hard to tell a lot of the times, you know, what the best loadout for what you want to do actually is and if it's, you know, intuitive or not. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's like it's there's a there's a very thin line between a fun system by which you have to figure out your loadout and a like just a a system where you're like I can't I can't think this through like come on just like don't don't make me don't make me think for for twenty yeah. years about like what exactly I want this system. to I mean look you like can or do. you can just give in and equip the higher eye level. Um. Yeah, I mean, that and, would be what I'd do. You know, that'll get you somewhere, but there is, if especially if you're playing solo, you need all those marginal things working in your favor. If not to actually win, Ugh. make it take less than two hours to do something that should take one hour. Boy, you're really, you're making, you're making it sound really yeah. fun. Um, so yeah, no, I, uh, The Division too. Uh, oh, I no. hope it's super exciting for I'm probably I'm, I'm going Sounds great. right to sleep after this, but I'm probably going to wake up at some point uh, tomorrow and play a bunch of it. Alright. Um, I have been playing uh, something even more shameful than The Division 2. I've been playing a gotcha game. Yeah! Uh, it's gotten its hooks into me very badly. Is it uh, a... I'll probably end up talking about it in a solo episode this week. It's a mobile okay. game. Is it, um, one of, is it an honorable Arc- gotcha, or is it like one of these, like, Konami gotchas that repurposes assets from games they canceled. It's an honorable okay. gotcha. It's actually like it's a gotcha that's very easy to uh, to free to play. Um, like you can you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Did that come okay, through? I tried okay. to mute it. You, you got quiet. There. Oh, I, I had to cough. Oh, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You got so quiet there after you coughed. I figured you might be dead. Um, to be bad. Uh, I should I should clarify. Uh, but yeah, the game's called Arknights. It's um it's a very very uh I, I will say like if you if you are at all interested in gotcha or tower defense, it's a fun game and it is uh very very easy to free to play it. Like you don't have to you, you really don't have to spend money on it. It's like it's a pretty it's a pretty kind gotcha game to be in all honesty. Like you'll be tempted to spend money for sure, but like it's not one of those games where it's like, oh yeah, sorry, like you're gonna have to wait seventy hours to get to level two or something like that, unless you pay us five bucks. Um, so I will say that for it. It also is just like it's it's a fun game. Like the story is not great; mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, the character designs are pretty interesting. They're all like, they're all like. I mean, it's very anime. Yeah. There's like a lot of like cat girls and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But it's um, hell yeah. It's like it. 
the the designs are, are pretty solid the the art's good and the i don't know like the the tower defense system i've never really enjoyed tower defense but i like this so like i don't know it i, I will say like I'll, I'll probably expand upon this a little more on on an episode of no cartridge but like to me it it like encourages the sort of like numbers go up brain in a way that it's like you get these kind of like small limited things you can grind towards and you grind towards them and you get a good outcome. And it's like every game sort of like that in a way, but this is so elementally like that, that it just appeals to me. Um, I'll find something else to play soon. And, and I've been playing all the book games, but there's only so many times I can talk about, you know, Shin Megami Tensei <laughs> one uh, without getting just totally and sick spoiling of myself. your, your uh, book. So we don't all have to buy it, which we're going to do. Uh, please, please buy the book. Um, but yeah, no, it's Arcanites. Uh, it's free. You should, you should try it. It's um, it's enjoyable. Like if, I don't know, like if you like tower defense or gotcha yeah. games or anything like that, it's uh, it's fun. All right. But yeah, um, well, I'll I'll see you again in uh, hopefully yeah, in a week. We'll uh, maybe maybe in two. Like we'll 10 see what days happens. Or so. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, John. Well, have a have a you wonderful too. night. Good night, everyone.